This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration, and motivation for today. I'm grateful to have Robin Bertram on the phone with me, author uh, of the book Hidden Treasures, Finding Hope at the End of Life's Journey. Welcome to the Courage Cast, Robin. Thank you, Eric, so much. It's it's a pleasure to be with you today. Yes. Well, you have a very good Southern accent that I hear. It's very, <laughs> very comforting to me. So where are you from? I am uh, originally from Virginia, but I live in South Carolina in the Bluffton-Hilton area. Area. Oh, my goodness. So, I am a true Southerner at heart. <laughs> and you have the beach close by. Yes, I love it. Oh, I'm so jealous. So jealous. Yes, it's my favorite place in the entire country. Oh, yeah. I um, When I was a kid, I went to Hilton Head a few times and, and always have great, and just went back recently in 2014 oh. or so and always have great memories of the area. It's tremendous. We we vacationed here when my children were small, and I always told my husband, one day we will live in Hilton Head. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy wife, happy life, I guess, right? Is that, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Um, so, Robin, um, now we're we're laughing and having a good time, but you went through a very difficult time, a very serious um, health battle for about a year and yeah. a half. Um, yeah. Talk a little bit about that, because that's the origin, or maybe the origin of the book. Well, you know, Eric, I did go through a health challenge um, about four years ago, where I was given four diagnoses, and uh, three were taken off the table, one was left on. I don't want to say what it, uh, what that was. You can read the book to find out, but but during that time, I was given um, a, a two-year life expectancy, no treatment, no medication, and no hope. Wow. And, you know, this, this book, Hidden Treasures, uh, goes back 30 years prior. Mm. It goes back to the beginning when, the, when I was called into prayer ministry, and I walked with numerous families as they had their own health challenges. And about 10 years ago, God really prompted my heart that this book needed to be written. He, he really uh, kind of laid out the structure in my heart and in my head uh, years ago. And I postponed, you know, sometimes we don't put precedent on things like the Lord does until I had to face my own challenge. And when I went through my own personal health challenge, I realized how desperately this work was needed. Mm. Um, So I sat down and I finished what the Lord had prompted me 10 years prior to, to write. And I did it in a time when I had my own personal health crisis, when I faced my own mortality. And Eric, there is nothing like walking through that fiery furnace um, to really make you realize the importance of life and how to find answers that you struggle with when you're facing such tremendous life challenges. Mm. What a mission, though, because the book, Finding Hope at the End of Life's Journey, 
is could very well be the the last book that someone reads. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so thankful that you said that. This this book was written in such a way that whether you are facing the end of your journey or or if you just want to be knowledgeable about helping someone in their own health crisis. So I wrote the book for families for friends, for churches, because in every family, in every neighborhood, in every church, there are families who are struggling with someone in their life who's facing a life challenge. When I wrote this book, two of, not only myself, but two other family members had been dealing with the potential of life-threatening cancer. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, but, but, but Eric, it's for everyone because last year I had a dear loved, loved one, a friend of mine who was 46 year old woman with four children who left this earth without even realizing she had been sick. So, you know, no man is guaranteed tomorrow. Hidden Treasures is a book written to help help uh, individuals and families find those treasures that God so graciously gives us that helps us through times of challenge. Hmm. Because, you know, I've been reading a, I'm reading a book, uh, The Bait of Satan. Have you ever heard of it? Yes, I have. Love the book. Yeah. Um, I've Excellent always been, book. I've, I kind of was scared of it just by the name Satan. <laughs> But uh, but I I finally had the courage to read it, and I wish I had read it many, many years ago, because in there, um, John Bevere talks about the idea of um, that even though you're you're challenged with something, that it's not always Satan. (laughs) You know, it's many times it is God allowing you to go through it. It's a blessing. It's an opportunity. It's a treasure that you have to find in the process, although you hate it. You don't want it. You want it easier. You oh, easier, so right? true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is, Eric, that's so beautiful because, you know, the, the thing of it is, is God will allow even the devil to do things to get us where we need to be. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. God, Jesus comes to give life and life more abundantly. Mm -hmm. But uh, there are times when we are refined. uh, We're refined in our beliefs. We're refined in the way we see life, the way we approach God. Those trials are meant to refine us and, and so that we come out shining with his reflection coming through. And I think that's that's the real challenge and, and hopefully one of the most important takeaways in the book is to realize that these these hidden treasures, they come out of a time of refinement when God shines his light into our problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a beautiful takeaway when you see what God is doing and when you, in hindsight, when you can look back and say, aha, that was God working in the midst of my darkness 
so that I can turn around and help others going through the same thing. Amen. I love that. Um, such a big purpose, such a big purpose to be there to encourage and hold on, hold the hand and lift up the person who is going through the challenge and, and also lift up the person who is the family member that is going through the, of the person going through the challenge um, is, is a really, really important ministry. So important yeah. what you do. So um, you, you talk about a lot of topics in the book. And the one that, that I want to talk about first is four keys to keep fear at bay. This is the oh, Courage that's... Cast podcast. So we want to slay fear uh, on a daily basis. We, we want to acknowledge it, but also we don't want it to let it rule our lives. So what are, if you don't mind if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit more about the keys to keep fear at bay. Absolutely, because when you're facing um, a life challenge and, and things are going to change, whether it's divorce, the loss of a child, your own personal health crisis, whatever that change is, Satan takes the opportunity during a period of transition in your life and he will literally plant seeds of fear in your thinking. Fear is meant to immobilize. It's meant to paralyze you. It's meant to lead you away from faith into fear. And so we really have to learn to fight it. And one thing that we can do is we can fight fear with faith. And that, that sounds so 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 simple. But when you start to look at the Word of God and you start to plant His promises in your heart yeah. and it starts to take root, that faith will help you overcome your fear. I think it's so vital that we learn to speak out our faith, to speak out the Word of God over our situations. I know in my personal life struggle, I had to I had to counter. I would see visions of myself being completely paralyzed, not mm. being able to brush my hair or my teeth or dress myself and I would literally have to take those thoughts captive and bring them under submission of the word of God and 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 just fight them with the faith that God had instilled in my heart. And I remember one thing the Lord impressed in me It was like he spoke to my heart. Robin, are you going to believe what you've taught the last 30 years? Mm. And so, you know, I kind of had to put on my marching boots, and I I said, yes, I'm going to believe. So I took every scripture that I could find in the written word of God that spoke to healing, and I I would declare those scriptures over my life. So we can use that that faith that has been implanted in our hearts to fight against the fear. The yeah. other thing that you need to realize is God is a sovereign God, and He works all things together for good for those who are called according to His purposes. We know that in Romans eight twenty eight, and He tells us through His Word that He's a sovereign God, mm. that He has our very best interest in at heart. So when we understand the sovereignty of God, that will help us fight fear. But we can fight a fear by identifying the enemy. If we don't know who the enemy is, we will tend to think it's just our thoughts. Mm-hmm. And we'll 
will come in agreement with the very voice of the enemy. Mm. So, so when you start to get those, those thoughts in your head, those thoughts of destruction or those thoughts of, 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 um, whatever the, the devil, you're gonna fail, you're gonna, it's gonna be your end, it's gonna be the, the worst scenario. You have to literally identify that as the voice of the enemy, and you have to decide in your heart, I will not walk in agreement with you, devil. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big part of fear, because fear, you know, the, the Word of God tells us that the, the adversary prowls around like a lion, seeking to devour. So, see, when he's roaming around, he wants to find us at our weakest point. And he wants to um, send thoughts to literally destroy us. But when we see it's him, we can stand against that. And then we fight fear with love. You know, that there's a perfect love casts Cast out, out fear. fear. Mm-hmm. And see, we don't understand that scripture. God is perfect love. He is perfect love. And when we allow him... When we allow Him to take root in our spirit, perfect love which emanates from God, through God, and in God, that's our greatest defense against the enemy. Mm. And we, we can say, God, I know you love me enough that no matter what happens, you're going to take care of me. Mm-hmm. Right. And then we, 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 just, we just speak those scriptures out. <clears throat> we fight fear through prayer because without prayer, we're already defeated. Yeah. Prayer is our weapon. Mm-hmm. It's our tool that God has given us. So when we pray against fear, God hears mm-hmm. and he responds to those prayers because he knows that we understand that we're not to walk in fear. We're to fight fear. That's right. That's right. That's good. That's really good. I like that. <laughs> That's, that should be our um, that should be our uh, our our battle cry for our podcast and our com- courageous community. Exactly yes. that those four four keys to keep fear at bay. I might I might have to dive. Go into ahead, those take it. <laughs> I might I might just run with it, and I'll give you credit, Robin. Okay, Thank um, you. all right, all right. We uh, I, I have time to kind of talk about one more thing that I think is important. Uh, you talk about a lot of things in the book, so how to find the goodness of God in trying times, uh, encouragement for those facing a life-changing diagnosis, um, keys to finding peace in the journey, uh, what is heaven like? That's a, that's a great one. Uh, scriptures to rely on upon facing uncertain circumstances. Um, and there's, there's one more, uh, in addition to four keys to keeping fear at bay, uh, I wanted to talk about this issue, because this sometimes happens um and i want to talk about the reconciliation uh in 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 families and the the part of that 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 is an important thing isn't it 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 is absolutely vital um oftentimes when people are struggling you see this a lot when when people are ready to go home when they're passing over into glory to be with Jesus. You know, this, the scripture is very clear. When we close our eyes here and we open up our eyes, we will see Jesus. We will be with Jesus. 
Um, but oftentimes, people that have unresolved family issues, they will even tend to hold on to life until reconciliation takes place. And I talk about this in my book because, and this, this, these keys are not, I want to reiterate, aren't just for people who is passing on. These keys are for everyone. Families who are, um, have disenfranchised members. We're, we are to love like Christ loved. We're to be reconciled. We have a ministry of reconciliation. And what that means is us first being reconciled to God, and then it means to be reconciled to others. Because the book is written in such a way, Eric, first looking inward to find your own personal hidden treasures. God gives us so much rich treasures within ourselves, but we need to find those treasures. And then the book is written to for the reader to look outward, because we're not supposed to do this journey alone. We're called to be part of a body. And then it's looking upward, because we need a heavenly perspective. And Eric, when we have a heavenly perspective, God calls us to be reconcilers. So when there's an issue in the family that causes um, a loved one to be separated from another loved one, this is this grieves the heart of God. And so someone in the family needs to stand up and say, enough is enough. We will be reconciled together. We'll put the past in the past and we'll forgive like God forgives. And sometimes people will say this, well, just forgive, but I'll never forget. But that's not true. God forgives and God forgets. Mm-hmm. And that's a part we don't hear. But we need to forgive and forget. We need to say the past is in the past, just like Apostle Paul taught in the Word of God, to forget what is behind, to look forward, to press into a higher calling. We all have an, a higher calling. Your loved one deserves reconciliation. And it's your responsibility as part of the body of Christ, as well as a family member, to stand up and say, let bygones be bygones. We will be reconciled. And I think that is a gift and a treasure that every loved one on their deathbed, they need to have that gift Mm -hmm. given, Mm -hmm. but not just on their deathbed. You need to have reconciliation in your new family today, no matter what your circumstances is. God calls us to reconciliation, and and all we have to do is lay our pride aside and say, forgive me for my part. Mm Mm-hmm. And and when we do that, we are free. Yes. There's such a freedom that comes through forgiveness. And, and we don't want to wait until we're dead. We don't want to wait until we're on our deathbed. No. We want freedom today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we want reconciliation today. And what I, Eric, I know I'm, I'm, I, I just see this in churches. All, I travel. I, I work with women's ministries. I see it everywhere where people will harbor in their heart against another Christian and think it's okay. Yeah. It's not okay. No, it isn't. It isn't. And and the, the people don't understand that the gift is actually for you. It's for your freedom yes. that you forgive. It's not for their freedom. They already yeah. they they received the same gift that that we've been given. 
So why are we harboring this, this resentment and this bitterness and, and holding it over them? It's just putting us in our own prisons. So yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. You're, you're absolutely right. And I had a friend, um, a dear friend, he's actually a mentor of mine that um, was diagnosed with um, uh, uh, ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. And yeah. that can be one of those diseases that can bring, I mean, he would tell me how, how much fear he had uh, of mm. what, because it was so unknown. Everybody, you know, it, it hits people in different ways. Um, yeah. And he just was just afraid of not being able to speak and be able to express himself. And yet he, he was still alive and present inside of his head. And that, that's, that's a very scary thing. I can, I can mm. only imagine, you know, what, what he um, feared. Um, grateful though that 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 he was that he went home before he had to face some of those fears, um, and uh, he went to be be in heaven, um, and uh, and and I miss him. But one of the things that he would always say, and he he preached right into the end, you know, um, to me, and he said, "We all face a life threatening illness. We're all going to pass away one day. Yeah. So in in essence, why not deal with those questions now?" And then live your life as long as God gives it to you with freedom and, and joy and release of all of the pain and the sadness and the sorrow um, and, and in reconciliation with your family and friends and, and people in the body. So, yeah. very, very powerful message you give there. Thank you. Yeah. And, and he would give us, he gave a similar book um, out to people, um, to others, you know, who, who were you know, as a ministry to them. Um, so I, I think your book is, is powerful. I can't wait to get, a, get my copy of it. I never got a copy, so I'm going to talk to Christina about that. Yes. Um, <laughs> I really want to get this book and, and, uh, mm-hmm. and give it away to anyone that is facing a difficult time. Of course, that's the most natural time to give it to someone, but um, it's for us today, no matter if we're well, if we're sick, or if we're dealing with somebody who's who's um, facing an illness, um, it's powerful, and I'm grateful for your ministry, Robin. Thank you. Any final words uh, about um, takeaways of the book, or how we can reach you, how uh, people can hear you? Well, you know, just uh, first of all, the most important is knowing Jesus, yeah. because if you don't know where you're going. It doesn't matter what you do. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have to know that Jesus died. He was buried. He rose on the third day. He sits at the right hand of God the Father. If you believe that, if in your heart and confess with your mouth, the Word says, you will be saved. And I do hope people connect with Robin Bertram.tv. That's my website, Robin Bertram.tv, on Facebook at official Robin Bertram, and you can Google me. I'm all over the internet, so uh, easy to connect. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, Robin. Uh, I will put the link in the show notes for everybody as well. So you just all people have to do is click the link. Thank you for spending some time with me today, Robin. I really have enjoyed this, and 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 all the best uh, in your ministry um, and in uh, your speaking, etc. Everything you're, you put you. your hands to. All right. Thank you. It was an honor to be with you today. Have a great day. Likewise. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bless you. Bye-bye.